Welcome to the Ark Church Podcast. On here, you'll find all of our Sunday and Wednesday messages, as well as classes and special services. If you would like more information about the Ark Church, visit us at thearkchurch.com or download our app available to all app stores. Our heart for you is that you would live for God, grow stronger, and make a difference. Enjoy. Let's uh, go ahead and just put the Lord's Prayer up there again. We'll say this together. This is New King James. In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is, yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I still know it, King James. I just, that's, all, that's all right. It's the Bible Jesus used, so we're, just, we're good with that. I'm joking. Please don't take that seriously. <laughs> All right. We, uh, we've been focusing on different elements of the Lord's Prayer. It becomes a pattern. You can pray that prayer. You can pray it any time. You can pray it just verbatim like that, or you can use it as a pattern. And using it as a pattern is we start off with praise. You know, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Aren't you glad that God is not a far off God? He is our very own Father. If you've made Jesus your Lord, you're part of his family, you've been adopted into the family, and being adopted into, you've been adopted into a wonderful family. And so being a part of that family means that we're able to say Father. And he is a good father. Some of us have had, I've had a good father. Some of the people I know have had bad fathers or maybe absent fathers. God is the best father. And so when we say our father, we're not worried about, we have no father issues. We got a wonderful father. Our father in heaven, hallowed, holy, Awesome is your name. It's good to praise. You know, we always start church. Ever notice we start church with the praise and worship, not the teaching? Because it's appropriate when we come in just to praise God and just to worship God. And you know, it's appropriate to praise Him and worship Him when you're not in here. You can do this. You know, you can actually, you can actually sing, especially if no one's around. You can, you can sing and worship God anytime. You're, you know, I suggest, obviously, if you work with cubicles that you don't do it in your cubicle, but you can sing and worship. Car's a wonderful place. And now for Bluetooth, no one can tell if you're singing, praising God, or talking to somebody. So just go ahead. Let her rip. And you can praise God. It's a good, good way to do it. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Starting to pray about God's kingdom, God's things, God's plan. God has a plan for our area, has a plan for this area. So we pray, Father, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us to stay our daily bread. There are things that we need and we can ask the Lord for them. And forgive us our debts. We've talked about that. Forgive us as we forgive. And I think one of the great values of praying this prayer over and over again and praying the pattern over and over again is you get into the habit of making sure that you forgive people, that you don't keep anything in your heart. And you know, honestly, guys, that is something all of us have to do. Because if you're not careful, you just start storing up stuff. And somebody does something to you, you, you keep that. You put it in your sack. And if someone else does something, you store it and you store it. And after a while, if you're not careful, that's how you become bitter and, and irritated. And then somebody can do something, you can just go off on them. But if you, start, if you just forgive on a regular basis and just keep your heart clear. Joy and I have been talking about that lately. We just keep our heart clear. People have done stuff, we just, no, we just, we're going to keep our hearts clear. Because I, I want my heart to be clear because I want nothing blocking my prayers. I want nothing blocking my relationship with the Lord. And so I can't let what's happening out here hurt this here. Does that make sense? And so just forgiving people, man, it's, you, you don't realize how good it is for you 
And you go, well, they don't even know that I forgave them. They don't need to know that you forgave them. You need to know that you forgave them. Because, and we forgive because we're forgiven people. God's forgiven us, so we forgive. And you know, it's just a lot better way to live. I heard from somebody today I hadn't heard from in years. And uh, someone I had a close relationship with, and he just popped up out of nowhere and said hello. And I'm like, I am so glad I did not blast this guy when I saw him going in the wrong direction. I'm so glad I was able to keep that line of communication open. The Lord's been good to me. I can be good to them. Does that make sense? Forgive us as we forgive our, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not to temptation. We talked about the fact that temptation is something that it's not the Lord leading us into. And then we, last week we began to talk about deliver us from evil. So let me recap that real quickly. And then we'll jump into that a little bit more. Deliver us from evil. Deliver us from the evil one. So it is scriptural to pray, Lord, deliver me from the evil. Now we talked about we have to recognize the source of evil, and that is Satan. People say, well, I don't, believe in it. I don't believe in the devil. If I were you, I would make a change there. Because actually that will help you understand one of the reasons there's so much evil in the world. Because if you blame it all on God, it's going to be very difficult to have a good relationship with God if you're blaming him for the evil. But if you understand good God, bad devil, it makes your theology very simple, but it's helpful. And it's helpful to realize that Satan is the source. And we talked about where Peter said he walks about as, as a roaring lion. He's not, like, he's not one. As a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And you just have to make up your mind, he may not devour me. Amen. Remember Mother May I? Did you ever play that game as a kid? I don't even know if kids play that game. That sounds, man, I just dated myself really bad. <laughs> Mother May I was a game that was played back before we had anything electronic. And uh, so you go out in the neighborhood, and it wasn't organized either. It was just kids playing in the neighborhood. That's new. And so <laughs> there they were, and, and we would go, some would say, can I, can I take two steps? And the person had, to, and you had to say, Mother, may I take two steps? So you, someone would say, take two steps forward. And you had to say, Mother, may I? And if you didn't say, Mother, may I, and you did it, then you got out. It was a very difficult game, very tactical, very difficult. <laughs> But, but anyway, the idea is the enemy is looking for someone that he made of, and I love that he made of our, and you just have to make up your mind, he is not devouring me, he is not devouring my family, he is not, he's not my Lord, I've been delivered out of his kingdom, he's no longer the Lord of my life, and he may be the source of evil, but he will not dominate me. Amen. And you just get that in your heart and get that established, and that's because what, not because you're awesome, but it's because Jesus is awesome and he delivered us and translated us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. And that is a kingdom of light and in God's kingdom there is no evil. No evil there. He is the father of lights and in whom is no shadow of turning. And nothing but good comes from him. He's good. So recognize the source of evil. First one is Satan. Second one is there are evil people in the world. Just any way you want to look at it, guys. There's evil people in the world. Wish it wasn't so, but they're out there. Don't be looking around. Just look straight ahead. Don't, look at, don't, don't, don't nudge anybody. Just, just straight. The, second, the third thing we talked about is we live in a fallen world. And there is, this is a world, the world we're living in now, when Adam sinned and turned actually the authority over, over the earth to Satan. That's why he's called the God, not big G, little g of this world then we realize we live in a foreign world. How many of you believe that when we get to heaven 
And if you know Jesus as your Lord, that's where we're going when we die. And that's where we'll spend eternity. And then God will create a new heavens and a new earth. And it's going to be wonderful. No, no more crying, dying tears. And how many of you believe that in the new heavens and the new earth, there are no tornadoes? There are no hurricanes? I don't think it rains much. That's just my personal thing for me. At least I hope it doesn't rain around my mansion. But it's, it's nothing, nothing but good. It's, it's, we live in a fallen world. And that's why sometimes when there's tornadoes and hurricanes and the insurance companies call it an act of God, no, it's the act of a fallen world that's under the curse. One day, we're going to be in a world that has no curse in it whatsoever. And that's going to be a wonderful day. We're not there yet, but one day it's coming. But we live in a fallen world, and that's a lot. You see a lot of the anguish and the junk that goes on is part of that. And then we talked about don't to avoid evil, or don't sow seeds of evil. So in other words, stay off that path. Make sure that you're not uh, sowing seeds, bad seeds. Now, Paul dealt with evil a lot. And I, I wanted just to go over something that Paul, Paul did. I want to show you how he handled in some, and actually you see ways that he's talking with the Lord about some of the evil he dealt with. It's in 2 Timothy. It's the last letter that Paul wrote. This was a letter he wrote to uh, Timothy. He loved Timothy. And so he's starting to wrap things up. And he's warning Timothy. He said, Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. May the Lord repay him according to his works. You also must beware of him, for he has greatly resisted our words. At my first offense, no one stood with me, but all forsook me. May it not be charged against them. But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that the message might be preached fully through me and that all the Gentiles might hear also, I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. And look at, the, look at how Paul talks. He said, And the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Paul was, as Paul would go around and travel, understand Paul was bringing the gospel into areas that had never heard the gospel. They'd never heard about Jesus. So he would go into areas, and oftentimes because what he preached was so countercultural to the pagan culture of that day that people who became Christians really began to go against the culture. I mean, you think we're living in some, some difficult times now. If you look at some of the ancient world, some of the stuff they dealt with was, was just as severe as what we're dealing with, if not more. And so he would go in, he would preach, and so all of a sudden you've got Christians who are not who are not worshiping these, these foreign gods anymore. They're not going to the temple. They're making changes and breaking from their family. Many of you understand this fact. When you make Jesus your Lord, not everybody's going to be excited about it. And what would happen is oftentimes these Christians were being blamed for anything that went wrong. They would say, well, these Christians aren't worshiping our gods, and they begin to blame them. And so Paul, he faced opposition from the Jewish People who did not believe in the Gentile, did not believe in the gospel, from Jewish converts who wanted to get everybody circumcised. If you're reading in the book of Galatians, how many of you read Bible 365 with us? You read Bible 365? Great. Four hands. It's good to see all you guys. <laughs> but we read Bible 365, and here's the deal. We're reading right now Galatians. It's good to read Galatians because you realize it's the difference between works and, and grace. We're people who are under grace. Aren't you glad you didn't have to bring a goat to come in here tonight? Like, get, honey, you got the goat ready? Yeah, put him in the back of the truck. We're going to take the goat to church. 
so that we can sacrifice the goat so we can come in and we can be okay. Thank God, no more bulls, goats, and blood because the blood of Jesus has been shed. Now we are under grace. And, and so here's a great deal too. Now we don't have a, a circumcision class. <laughs> Aren't you? All the guys can say amen to that. That was your chance, baby. So, so Paul was, man, he got all kinds of flack from a lot of people. And so he's talking now, and he said, this guy, Alexander the coppersmith, he said, he did me much harm. That word harm means trouble and affliction. He caused Paul some problems. He said, he, he harmed me. And he said, he greatly resisted our words. Now, it's interesting because Paul tells Timothy, it's interesting, he blames it on Alexander. Notice, he didn't even blame the devil here. He said, this guy, remember I said there are evil people in the world? Alexander was one. And Paul said to Timothy, he said, you be aware of them. Now, Paul didn't always name names. He said, you be aware of him, but this is how he prayed. Lord, you repay him according to his works. That's pretty serious. Now, in Romans, you say, well, is that, is that the right way to play? Romans says this. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. So what does all that entail? I don't know, but I don't want to be on that side of things. I don't want to be on the, on the getting paid back from the Lord. But that's one of the things that sometimes when someone has done something, in other words, in other, instead of us lashing out and lashing back, say, how do we respond to evil? Sometimes we just say, Lord, they have harmed me. They have harmed. They have done harm to me. People who have done harm to your family. People who have done harm to you. But this is a chance people were harming Paul as he's trying to preach the gospel. He said the Lord repay. Called him by name and the Lord repay. Now, I'm going to contrast that with the other group. He said at my first defense. So evidently they must have called Paul in front of the authorities. He was always getting called in front of the authorities. You know, this guy was beaten and, and whipped and he went through a lot of stuff. He said, at my first defense, no one stood with me, but all men forsook me. You notice he doesn't name them. Now, there's a difference between harm and hurt. Someone who has harmed you is different between someone hurt or hurt your feelings. Here's Paul, and he's out there preaching, and he's got a, he's got a group, got a team with him, and they bring him in front of the court, and he's standing there. He's looking around. Everybody's gone. And you're thinking, where are those sorry rascals? They're not here. And he, he didn't go, Lord, repay them. He said, Lord, forgive them. So much of what we deal with is just hurt. People say things. People write things. People post things. And instead of us lashing out, we just say, Lord, now this is, oh, by the way, this is big boy, big girl Christianity. <laughs> you got to put your big boy pants on to do this. Someone lashes out, you know what you feel like doing. Bless God, you post that about me. I know some things about you. <laughs> I'll write that. You sorry. I, I don't know who you think you are. But. <laughs> you know, I have a 24 hour rule people that write me nasty letters. Because my first response is not very pastoral. <laughs> and Wilma looks at mine she goes she looks at my response she's like mm -mm. no we don't want to send this so, so let's wait 24 hours why 
24 hours gives me a chance to say, Lord, forgive them. Difference between someone's hurt, harmed me, and hurt me. Does that make sense? We deal with people, evil people, Lord, pay them back. Get them. I'm going to step out of the way, Lord, let you have your way. <laughs> if you're going to take a shot, I am not going to block you. I am just, I'm out of your way. But for the people that have hurt you, don't lay it to their charge. But then he talked about where Paul's real strength came from. Can you put that back up there? Because he talked about the Lord standing with him. Can you put that scripture back up? Can we do that? Thank you. Um, I'm sorry. Can you go back to uh, 2 Timothy? Thank you. <laughs> Lord, lay it not to their charge. At my first offense, no one stood with me, but all forsook me. I don't know about you guys, that, that hurts. When people abandon you, when you need them. So like I said, Paul, big boy Christianity, may it not be charged against them. But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. Go on to the next one. So that the message might be preached fully that all the Gentiles might hear, and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. Leave it up there just for a second. Guys, do you know that sometimes when everybody leaves you and you think you don't have anybody, the Lord will stand with you. And not only will he stand with you, but he will strengthen you. And if the Lord is standing with you, then you're going to be able to stand. And you're going to be able to make it. And if you know the Lord is standing with you, it's going to be okay. We went through a, a period years and years ago, at the turn, oh, 10, 15 years ago. And uh, we, had, we had some people leave, and it was... It was was pretty devastating to us. And I remember I was driving up, up 45 and, and, and coming up, and I'm praying, and I'm, I'm talking to the Lord about it, and I'm like, Lord, Lord. And the Lord spoke to my heart. Didn't hear a voice, but he spoke to my heart. I knew exactly who it was. I knew what he was saying. He said, I haven't left. And I went, yeah, that's right. Other people may have, but if he hasn't left, we're going to be okay. And that, was over, and that was over 15 years ago. He's still here, I'm still here, you're still here, it's all good. So with the Lord standing with you, this is where, and he said, now he said this, and this is the one that's kind of tough. He said, I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. Now, I don't think Paul was talking about a literal lion. I think he was talking about a, a situation that he was delivered out of. You can leave it up there just for a second. He was delivered out. And I thought about that. You know, out of the mouth of the lion is close. It's not like we see the lion coming and you're like, oh, I'm delivered. I see the lion. No, you're in the, you're in the lion's mouth and the Lord delivers you out. I think sometimes we think, hey, if I'm serving the Lord, I'm never going to face any difficult times. I'm never going to face any evil times. But for those of us who've been doing this for a while, we can tell you they come. But here's the beautiful thing. You may feel like you're in the lion's mouth. He can pluck you out of the lion's mouth before he eats you. He said, and then I love what he says here, and the Lord will deliver me from every evil work. That's a, you know, that would be a good thing to put on your refrigerator. And when you walk past it, slap it and go, Lord, you deliver me from every evil work and you will preserve me for your heavenly kingdom. So I like Paul's perspective as he talks about evil. Let's talk a little bit about praying in times of evil. Let's go to Philippians 4 chapter, verses four through seven. Now this is rejoice in the Lord always, and again I will say rejoice. This is a connected thought. 
You want to stay with this because it just, a lot of times we pull that rejoice, but I want you to watch this. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness or your graciousness be known to all men, the Lord's at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. Would that include evil things? Yes. In everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I love that, but let's talk about the progression of it. Don't stop rejoicing. In evil times, when you're facing difficult times, when you're facing the, day, the evil day, and evil days come to everyone, when you're facing the evil day, don't stop rejoicing. If you're going to stop something, don't stop the rejoicing. If you can, now again, I'm, I'm talking about this is, this is, this is not basic stuff. This is, this is living life on a different level. Because when evil comes and difficult times come, the first thing, rejoicing is not typically what comes to mind. You're thinking, oh, praise God. Another problem. Hallelujah. Glory. I'm rejoicing. Now, I think sometimes we think, well, Alan, I, I know that's what you do because you're a preacher. And that's what preachers do. No, that's what preachers preach. The do is in the challenge. The, the do part is the challenge. Because, like I said, when I step off this, this area, I'm about to say when I step off this pulpit, but I'm not <laughs> on the pulpit. When I step off this floor and I get in my car and go home, I deal with the same things you deal with. In the same way. I don't get a preacher pass. Oh, he's a preacher. He gets a pass. He doesn't need to rejoice. He doesn't need to walk by faith. He's a preacher. It all works for him. Angels, clear the way before his path. <laughs> a heavenly choir wakes him up in the morning. Oh, he's up. <laughs> no, no, no. I get up the same way you do. I have to deal with the same thing you do. I deal with the very same feelings you do. This always shocks people. I, I, you, you, you can just hear the wheels turning. Then why are you our pastor? Because that's why God anointed me to do it. I didn't, I didn't earn this because I was a perfect Christian. I got called to do it and got grace to do it. But the bottom line is to do the word is the same. I got to do it the same way you have to do it. And so if you think, well, it's hard for me to rejoice. I know it. It's hard for me to rejoice. But the Bible says do it. We might as well just do it because it beats complaining. Because you know complaining ain't going to help you. You know, you know that. You know that if you have a, a gripe session, I would call it something else, but you know what I'm talking about. If you have a gripe session, you don't walk away from that going, man, I feel good. I just complained for about the last 20 minutes. I feel good. I like that. I'm going to do this again. No, you're not. It's not going to help you. That's why Paul said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I will say rejoice. And here's the deal. Don't wait for it to feel like rejoicing. Now that's big boy Christianity right there. You might put your big boy pants on for that one. Because when you don't feel like rejoicing and you rejoice, you step over into another realm where you're not dominated by your feelings and emotions and everything else. You begin to say, God, I'm going to live your way. And if you say rejoice, whether I feel like it or not, I'm going to go ahead and do that. And here's the deal. If you'll start, feelings will follow. Feelings are a poor leader. They're a good follower. Like, ooh. That was deep. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Meditate on that. That's it's cool, but it's good. Rejoice always. 
Don't stop rejoicing. Be gracious with people. When you're, <laughs> when you're going through a hard time, oh, don't get in strife and arguments with people. That's not going to help you. Because it, you talk about not helping you. You get in an argument, it will drain you. It will hurt you. Man, it, it's not good. So be gracious with people. And sometimes you have to extend extra grace. Be gracious with people. Ask for help instead of worrying. Lord, I need your help in this. doesn't have to be elaborate. Lord, I, I need your help here. And then thank God for the answer after you pray. Lord, thank you. I need your help in this area. Now, we're, we're, we're joking and laughing about a lot of it, but it, it's, it's so true. There's a, there's a process here. And if we can keep some rejoicing in our heart, the joy of the Lord is our strength. It'll strengthen us. If we can do that, if we can begin to be gracious with people, in other words, not lash out at people when you're hurt. And you know, when you're going through a tough time, it's easy to lash out. And so we just have to, people aren't my problem, so I'm not going to do that. I'm going to ask the Lord for his help. It says in everything. You say, well, I, I've heard people say, well, Alan, you know, I handle the big, you know, the little things, and I give God the big things. The Bible says in everything. And so in everything, by prayer and supplication, asking the Lord with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving. Lord, now, before I close tonight, I want to I talk just real quickly along these lines about asking the Lord for help for people that you know that are caught up in something evil. I get often, I get, we get requests in, pray for my, for my brother who knew the Lord and got away. Pray for my son who I've raised in church and just starting to deny the faith. Pray for, pray for how, how do we do that? And so I just want to, I want to give you that because this is, this is a great way to pray. It's over in, again, it's not going to be in your notes, it's in Ephesians. And Paul prayed these prayers and he prayed it for, um, for the church. But these are great prayers to pray for people. I won't ask for a show of hands, but I mean, all of us probably have loved ones or people we know or people we're friends with that are caught up in things that you know they ought not to be caught up in. And you're like, what in the world is going on with them? Well, here's a great way to pray. Don't pray, Lord, break them. <laughs> I've heard people say, Lord, just break them down, Lord. Break, don't, don't. And if you're praying that for me, please stop, please stop. <laughs> But don't pray that prayer. Here's a better way to pray. It's not Lord break them, it's Lord enlighten them. And in, in Ephesians, and you could, you could pray this prayer. Paul said he was praying this prayer in Ephesians 1. He said, I do not cease to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers. This is his prayer. He said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. Now, here's the thing. A lot of times what we're dealing with is people are blind. They don't see things. And they've gotten over it, and maybe it's they've gotten over into sin. That's called blind, it's caused blindness. They've gotten away from the Lord. They've gotten dull. And so you can pray this prayer, Lord, I pray for my sister that you would give her the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Not, I'm, I'm, Leslie, I'm not talking about you. I'm just, this is hypothetical. Uh, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you will know what is the, I've got a sister. That's why I did that. Um, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened 
Is your name Leslie? Yes. I wasn't talking to you either. Yeah, you are. Maybe, yes, I, maybe I was. Yes, Leslie, you are. Leslie, 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 The eyes of your understanding being, <laughs> being enlightened. But this is, listen, people a lot of times, how do I pray? How do I pray for my friend? How do I pray for my, my cousin? How do I pray for my child? How do I pray for my spouse? How do I pray? Look, they need enlightenment. They need to see something. And so we pray, and not break them, but Lord, enlighten them. Spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of him, the eyes of their understanding, being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Lord, you're, you're praying, Lord, would you enlighten them? Here's another thing, too. If they're in your family, the Bible talks about in 2 Corinthians 4 that the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that don't believe. One of the ways you want to begin to pray is begin to take authority. If they're in your family and you're in your authority, it's begin to break the authority of the enemy over the blindness in their life and that God would send someone to help enlighten them. And then after, after you pray that way, that's when we thank God. See, a lot of times we're praying, God save so-and-so. God save, save my brother. God's already done everything he's going to do about saving your brother. He's already sent Jesus. Jesus has already paid the price. All your brother has to do is see it and receive it, and it's his. Does this, does this make sense? And so instead of, and so this, is a, this is a Holy Spirit-inspired prayer. And I just felt impressed that for those of you who are dealing with people, and you're like, and I know they know better, or they, I, I just can't get them to see it. Instead of you trying to, to beat it into them or talk it into them, maybe the best thing you say is, Lord, give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I come against the power of the enemy that's blinded them. Give them revelation, Lord. Let them see. Let them understand. And that, that's what helps. And then we thank God for the answer. In times of evil, there's ways we can pray. We can ask God for his help. We can thank him. Don't stop rejoicing. Don't stop thinking. We have to stay on the, a friend of mine says, you want to stay on the, the winning side, the victory side of this. And when we're on the victory side of it, we're thanking God. We're, we're, we're still expecting something good. And there's a, we're not sad. If, if, we're, if we're down over here and we're depressed and sad and things, we're thinking things won't turn out well. But if we trust him, if we believe him, and we're over here on this side going, thank you, Lord, you're helping us. For years, in, in fact, our staff, we say that a lot. The Lord is helping us. You say, I don't know what to do about this situation. I just say, the Lord's helping us. And you'll find that will just help you so much more than going, oh, dear God, what are we going to do? I just don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand. Why are you that way? I don't know why. I have helped you and talked to you for all of your life, and you're still stupid. Don't do that. <laughs> It's like the Lord is helping us. And instead of going, I just don't, I don't believe, I'm so thank God the Lord is. And you pray for him and then you begin to say, thank you, Lord, you're enlightening their eyes. Thank you, they're going to see this. And you just keep that, keep that channel open. Keep rejoicing. Would you bow your heads with me for a moment? Father, thank you for this time. We appreciate it. Lord, I, I pray it and, and join my prayers with those in here and those watching me online who have loved ones people they love and care about that have gone off on the wrong path. And the Lord, I just ask you in Jesus' name, thank you that we, I join with them to break the power of the enemy over their life and to ask you to bring enlightenment and wisdom and revelation in their lives. And also, Father, that you would send laborers across their path, someone that can share with them, someone that can influence them. 
And we thank you, Father. We are not without answers because we're connected to you. And you said we could pray in the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much. It causes great things to take place. So we, we're just going to stir up ourselves to begin to pray again and believe that you can do some amazing things. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. If you came this evening and said, you know what, Alan, I don't even know if I have a relationship with the Lord or I'm not sure, or maybe you're kind of like I was. And, and I, at one point in time, had had a relationship with the Lord and got away from him. And I was just far away. But I knew I wanted to come back. So we're going to, if that's you tonight, if you're watching online, listen, we're going to say a prayer. And it's a simple prayer, but it's so powerful. We're not going to have you stand up or come to the front if you're down here. But you can pray this prayer with us. I'm going to ask you to do one thing. If you're here in the building and you're saying, you know, Alan, I do want to have a relationship with the Lord or I want to be sure about it or I want to come back to him. I want to be a part of this prayer. Would you pray for me? Would you shoot your hand up just real quick? Just acknowledge that and say, Lord, thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Great. Thanks. Wonderful. You can put your hands down. We're going to pray. Maybe you'd, if you didn't lift your hand and wanted to, you can still pray this prayer with us. We're going to pray with you as a church family. So you pray it out loud. If you're, if you're by yourself watching online, pray it out loud. If you're with others, pray it quietly. Say, Dear God, I know mankind needs a Savior. I know I can't save myself. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead. Right now, I confess you as my Lord, as my Savior, as the one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you. I'm a new creation in Christ because I've said yes to you. The head's bad, the head's still bowed, eyes closed. Father, thank you for those that prayed that prayer. For those who've come back to you and you received them, for those who've never come to you before, Father, you will welcome them with open arms, and so do we. So thank you for what you're doing in their lives. Thank you that you are a God who hears and answers prayer. We give you all the praise for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We hope this message has blessed you. Don't forget to check us out on all the social platforms. We're uploading encouraging content on a regular basis. For more information, go to thearcchurch.com. Have a great week.